0: job, he'd probably be dead. It's The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. And welcome to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can get caught up on any show you may have missed. The podcasts are available for you right there, WRQK.com. Also, the uh, video for Chevelle's new song, Self Destructor, if you haven't seen that yet. We made that available for you at the website as well. Also online for you via Facebook, at Stansberry Show. On Twitter at Stansbury Show, and then Instagram, Dan.Stansbury, because we got hacked over there, but had to start a new one of those. But Dan.Stansbury is how you find me on Instagram. Got a lot to get to this morning, including more internet bannings are happening. More companies are saying, yep, we want you off of our platform. We'll get there coming up at 7.30. 7.45 this morning, the tweet I sent out yesterday that had my boss call and do a health check on me. Yeesh, I was shocked. When I picked up the phone, I was like, what did I do? What what, what happened? And legitimately, because you don't expect this out of corporate America anymore, you just don't. He just said, no, man, I'm just calling to make sure you're okay. Like, I I, I love you. And, you know, he's like, I know we got that boss employee relationship thing that happens occasionally, but I love you. You know, I do. And I'm just trying to make sure you're all right. And I was like, "Wow, man!" So yeah, like uh, uh, apparently, um, uh, my this part of my sarcasm hasn't been used in a little <laughs> while. And so the tweet I sent out yesterday that had a health check uh, done by my immediate supervisor here—I'll tell you what that was—seven forty-five this morning. Also, Akron says they're canceling one event but going on with another, even though COVID's happening. And I'm a little head scratchy on there, so we'll get there coming up at eight o'clock and nine thirty this morning. A new NASCAR star, a a, a, a young female NASCAR star on the rise, apparently got herself in trouble over something she said during one of those i-racing series. I know the term. I have the story. People are asking me to weigh in. Um, and uh, I do want to weigh in uh, for a simple reason. This is the word that got us kicked off on everything you see now about don't say this, don't say that, don't say this. This is the word that kicked that all off. And I remember telling everybody it would do that back all the way in 2009. And sure enough, here we come full circle. And what I think it may mean for you with the internet, again, coming full circle. We'll talk about that coming up at 930. I did get my eyes on something yesterday I was happy to see. You guys know if you listen a lot, I'm a golfer, right? Um, now, I'm a bad golfer. I won't claim to be a good one. I suck at it. But, but I do enjoy it. Um, I enjoy it more when I'm playing well, like anybody else. But HBO is doing an unauthorized documentary, little bit of a series on Tiger Woods. I actually don't know how many episodes it is. I know I saw the first episode um, just the other day via HBO Max. I know the second episode airs Sunday at night. I don't know how many it is, but I, uh, I know they're doing a couple. So here's the first thing. It's unauthorized. So all the video and all the footage you see of Tiger is just stock photo. It's just ESPN and Fox Sports and like all the interviews and all that stuff. And then there's some early life girlfriends who have like home videos, and that was actually very interesting to see of Tiger. But like he and his people, did, Tiger is notorious for like calling people and being like, "Don't get involved in that." Like in the book Armin Katayin said, "This is the, this doc series, I, I guess, is based on that book by Armin Katayin, which I read." And, you know, famously everybody in the book said, oh yeah, he called me and told me not to be a part of this. And, you know, Tiger just, he likes to keep his circle really, really close. And that's about how he was raised. And it was just an interesting view because Earl Woods, I don't think you could, LeVar Ball has a little bit of what Earl Woods has, like pushing his boys a little, a little far. But I don't think, I'm not sure Earl Woods works today. I'm not sure the media doesn't step in and protect a four-year-old tiger. I don't, I'm not sure. And it got me thinking about a lot of things. It's like, geez, well, A, could you even raise a kid like that anymore? B, should you raise a kid like that at all? And it's tough to have that conversation. I was was watching it on myself. I was like, well, dude, the guys won 14 majors. 15. Didn't he get to 15? I don't know, whatever it is. I know he's a couple short of Jack. I forget what the actual number is. But he's won the Masters a handful of times. I mean, dude, the guy, I mean, obviously, you guys know Tiger Woods, And he, I've said it, and, and I think I'm right about it. He's the most dominant athlete you've ever seen in your life. You just don't care about the sport. If you cared about golf, you would understand that Tiger is, dude, LeBron's not even close. There is no version in Tiger Woods' career of him losing six NBA titles. There's no version of that. None. Absolutely none. He came out on the Tour in 97, dominated for 20 years, dipped out. Like, that's, I mean, now he's kind of back or whatever. I mean yes he had the downfall and the DUI and the, like that kind of stuff that happened but like there's on the course there's no meltdown there's no fourth quarter look quit look, you know look quit there's no version of that. But like it got me thinking could you even be Earl Woods today? Could you drive your kid that hard today? I don't think the media would let you. I think the public shaming would be over because again his teachers were saying Earl, maybe we should get Tiger involved in some other sports. He seems to be interested. Like he wants, nope, he's got to work on his golf. I mean, the kid was on TV at like three years old. He's not making that choice. As a matter of fact, documentaries work like this. They'll play the sad music and then they'll show you a certain piece of footage. So you feel a certain way about it. So you think you're getting smart, right? And sure enough, they play like this dark, ominous music and they show Tiger at like three years old on TV. And like the host, Dick Cavett or whoever the hell it was, was like, Tiger, do you like playing golf? and he's three years old, so the kid's just not being cooperative while being on television, and they're making it look like Tiger wants to tell you at three years old, no, I honestly, secretly, I hate this. But can you argue with what happened? Can you argue with the amount of success? Now, what some of people would say is, well, what happened was is he was a notorious womanizer because he saw his father bring an RV on golf courses and bring women to it while he was practicing. So he ended up, Apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. He grew up to be a, a, a notorious womanizer and ended up getting like, hit with one of his own golf clubs by his wife. Disgraced by driving around because of the driving to the perfection. Some people would make that link, that that's what did it. That that's what, of course, there were going to be cracks in the dam here. It was an interesting view. And the fact that it was unauthorized made me want to watch it more. Like that Michael Jordan documentary was great, but when Jordan's sitting down for that many hours of, of interviews, you know how that's going to be shaded. Make sure this goes the way Mike wants it to go. Are you more likely to be, again, this was another examination I had while watching it. Leave the golf out of it. Am I more likely to be told the truth if they're not involved or if they are? You're probably more likely to be told the truth if they're not involved, Right. Now, unless the person doing it has a hair across their ass about who you are, if they have wronged you in the past, and it's like, because that can happen with documentaries too. But he's the, I think he's the most dominant athlete you've ever seen in your entire life. It's, It's an interesting view. The guy had about six people in his life total, his entire life. That's weird. And now he has his own son playing golf. And will Tiger beat Earl Woods 2.0? He's saying all the right things about Charlie right now, but what's really happening in Tiger's home? You are who you come from, right? So I'm a little curious about who Tiger is as a father. Honestly, one of the most interesting people got more interesting just by one episode. So if you got HBO Max, I would watch that. It was actually a very, very interesting view. Again, 7.45 this morning, the tweet I sent out that had a home health check done by my boss last night. We'll tell you what that was at 7.45. The Show. How did this guy get... 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, where you get your first keyword of the day at 710. Put a $1,000 in your pocket 12 times a day on Rock 106.9. We do it first at 710. Also at 7 o'clock, <laughs> a Kansas City Chiefs player is giving the Cleveland Browns bulletin board material and... You know, I just covered this the last couple of days. You know, people like to tell me these guys don't pay attention to this stuff. Well, I think that's interesting because the Browns have a play in their playbook named after something Colin Coward was trolling Baker Mayfield with. And then Baker, right after the game, when he wins, what does he do? He turns his hat right around backwards to troll Colin Coward. So I like how after the game, when you win, it's, it, it, it's it's okay to admit you used it for motivation. But before the game, it's like, nope, I am so much a man, I can't tell anybody that I even read anything. It's like, dude, you can't believe any of that stuff. They, of course, hear it. They, of course, pay attention to it. And the Kansas City Chiefs player has provided some bulletin board material. And I think... If the Browns have a chance on Sunday, and I do think they do, I think it's a puncher's chance that that is a part of the reason why. I think ego will play a role in this. And at seven o'clock, we'll give you all of, uh, I'll give you what that Chiefs player said, who it was, and why I think the Browns have a little bit of a chance. We were already talking about the Tiger Woods documentary. And as I went to break, I forgot, I, 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 I forgot this part. So his mother, and she doesn't get enough credit for instilling him, uh, w- with that, you know, um, must, the dad made him very focused on being great at golf. The mom, Tita, made him very, you, you dominate, Tiger. You, you destroy. You don't win. You dominate. As a matter of fact, in the book, they do. I, I'm curious if they'll get into this in the documentary. They tell this story. He's like eight years old, and he's playing in a tournament. And he could tell this kid he didn't have to play his best to beat this kid. So he, like laid, he started to lay up on the kid a little bit. And his mom grabbed him at eight years old and told him, Tiger, I want you to beat this kid so bad that the next time he comes to play you, he's too afraid to do it. Sure enough, it happened. He shook the kid. From what I understand, the kid stopped playing, like, tournament golf. Like, he shook the kid at 8. Because the mom was like, no, 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 Tiger. At 8 years old, go for the throat. Again, could you be those parents today? Would Twitter let you? It's very interesting. By the way, for everybody who's talking about banning and canceling, Tiger's parents would have got canceled for sure. Tiger came out and Phil Mickelson was the most naturally gifted golfer. Had a good swing. He could just, and Tiger, honestly, they say hated Phil for this reason. He didn't feel like Phil worked hard enough. That Phil relied on the fact that he just, that God just gave him that, that beautiful swing and he could just do it. And that he didn't grind. I think it's a little overselling that Phil didn't work, but Tiger was very body obsessed and Phil wasn't. Golf wasn't seen as like a body obsessed sport at that. Tiger brought all of that into the sport tiger did all of that so tiger's mom tita started calling phil mickelson hefty because his nickname is lefty he's left-handed and so she started calling him hefty oh my god body shaming tita oh 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 my god you see what i'm saying could you be the woods parents today i don't think you could she tried to get into the head of his opponents all the time on the course and stuff like that. Like they played competitive games like nobody's business. It, that, that's what was interesting watching that. I was like, man, you go back and look at the 90s, it was just a different time. It was just now, did they get into the race thing and like how Tiger was talking about, Like, by the way, keep race out of, keep race and politics out of, out of sports, right? You know, Tiger Woods' first Nike commercial was him Doing a voiceover talking about how there are still courses in this country that wouldn't let him play because of the color of his skin. But keep that stuff out of this stuff, right? Keep it out of this stuff. But you idolize Tiger. Those of you that like, sport, like golf, like sports, like even those of you that just like kind of casually like watching Tiger win, not like golf, you like Tiger. But oh my God, Le- Le- LeBron's the worst person ever, but Tiger started his career that way. Now he kind of walked away from it after a while, and people have, have dragged him for that too. So it was just an interesting examination, both at, like, a dominant athlete, his parenting, like, uh, not his parenting, how he was parented, well, and how he will handle parenting. Because, again, he's got his son playing now. They just did that. They, they, they played a father, well, not father-son. It's like, you know, uh, pro golfers, you know, bring family members. They play. They do it every year. I forget what it was called. But he brought Charlie. And the golf world, like, freaked out because it was like, oh, my God, look at him. It's he looks exactly like his dad playing golf. I mean, the swing is insane. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I forget how old the kid is, 12, maybe uh, something. But he's, I mean, already it's like, oh, my God, dude, look at this. And again, maybe you naturally have it because your dad had it, but you know what's happening in that Tiger Woods household. Again, Charlie, again, again. You know that's what's happening. <laughs> you know that's what's happening. Behind closed doors, that's what's happening. Because that's how you build greatness. Right now there's a, there, there's a father uh, uh, of a Maslin Tiger linebacker who's going, "Hell yeah, it is. That's how you do it. I make him pound that sled till that shoulder's raw, man. <laughs> that's that's how you build greatness." But today, I think it's considered to be riding your kid too hard and this and that. Now, should Tiger have been in more sports growing up? Yes. I think your kid should play a bunch of sports. I think isolating the sports is causing more injury. I think I've seen it with my niece playing basketball. She, she'll tell you, she, her, her knee surgery, I think she'll tell you, is because, honestly, she doesn't move around in different sports and she's just isolated on basketball too much. And therefore, she started picking up some other stuff. But it was an interesting examination in both what the 90s was like, what dominating parents are like when they're trying to make their son the greatest in the world at something, what it takes to be the greatest at something. I just, you know, nowadays it would be like, um, yeah, he won and it's money, but really what you're making him be like for what he gets, it's all super fickle. That's who we are now. And in the nineties, it was like, go, Tiger, show us how to be great, baby. The Stan Sperry Show. Critics are the worst. That's my review of critics. I'm- Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Big seven o'clock hour on its way. The bulletin board material that may fuel the Browns to a win. We'll do that at seven. Also seven ten. Your first keyword worth one thousand bucks. And around seven forty this morning, the uh, the tweet I sent out yesterday that had my boss doing a health check on me. Yesterday, I was shocked. I, I was. I was shocked. I was. I gotta admit, for uh, for a guy who sometimes feels like he works for like a cold, callous corporation, because I feel like that's how we all kind of feel. I was, uh, th- that was a little bit more warmth than I was expecting. <laughs> I-, I gotta be honest with you. So I'll tell you that story coming up around 740. I saw this this morning, Aaron Rodgers, I guess not full time, but I guess he was offered a guest hosting spot on Jeopardy. Makes sense. Aaron sharp. Good looking guy. Funny, quick on his feet, um, has a little bit of that host look to him, right? I mean, Aaron kind of looks like that. Put him in a suit, get him out there. I think he looks the part. I've heard him in plenty of interviews. He's smart. He's funny. It makes sense to me. I don't know about full-time, but then it got me thinking about full-time because a lot of people don't really like the Ken Jennings thing. I guess he started doing his episodes and he paid tribute to Alex. Of course you would. How would you not? You'd have to. Otherwise, you'd be the biggest clown in the history of broadcasting. But, you know, a lot of people feel like Jennings is a little smug. Now Aaron's got that too, but I think you'll forgive it from an athlete, right? Uh, you know, especially a guy who's won a Super Bowl and he's good. Like I said, he's good looking and he's charming, and this—he's a little smug, but you know, sometimes intelligence is smug. Now, Alex was never that way. Alex would never have made anybody feel that way, and I don't think—I don't think Aaron Rodgers would, while being on set either. I—I I, I, I don't buy that. I think he can be that way sometimes with his own teammates, and sometimes in an interview he doesn't want to be doing. But if he chose to do the show, I think Aaron would be great as a guest host. Like I said, I don't know if i give him the job full-time. But it got me thinking about quarterbacks who could be right for it full-time. And I think Peyton Manning's the answer here, right? I like Dan Patrick. When people, had, when it first happened, I said, oh, well, go get Dan Patrick and have him do it. He'd be great at it. He and Alex were longtime friends. And, you know, Alex, if you know Dan's show, Alex had been on the show a million times. They were very friendly. And, uh, and, and Dan's very smart. And he'd be good at it, again, has that right look, has been on plenty of big-time TV. He did Football Night in America for years. I mean, he was on ESPN for years. I mean, he basically built Sports Center. one of the guys. I thought Dan Patrick would be great. But if you want to go for another quarterback, Peyton Manning, right? Again, what do people say about Peyton Manning? He's probably the smartest quarterback to ever do it. He's super brainy. He changed all that. You know, started reading defenses better, started, you know, switching plays at the line of scrimmage. Peyton kind of brought a lot of that into the NFL. Peyton raised the expectation of what your quarterback had to be. So he's got the brain thing down. He's witty, he's funny. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say I think Aaron Rodgers is a better looking guy than Peyton Manning. This feels like a weird conversation to have, but I'm secure enough. I don't think Peyton Manning's necessarily an attractive man. But he's also, but th- again, that can be beneficial too. Because he, it's, Peyton Manning's not unattractive. He's just not so good looking. It, it, it can be intimidating for some people. I think some people could be intimidated by Aaron Rodgers. And I, I don't think the same thing could be said about Peyton. I think Peyton Manning's the right way to go. I also think. As if it's all eyes on you. I, although I also said an, a, another one out of the box because people always say, you know, and I know I'm going to get this in, in some of my messages, Dan.Stansbury on Instagram, at Stansbury Show, both on Facebook and Twitter. And, uh, and I know I'll get this. Why can't it be a woman? Why? Why does it have to be a man? Okay. I don't think it has to be a man at all. And if you're looking for a woman, and I've said this again when the Tonight Show came up, I've said this when every big time show like this comes up. Where is Tina Fey? Somebody go get Tina Fey and give her one of these big time jobs. Now, maybe she doesn't want it. She's doing enough. I guess she's got some new show she's putting out now on one of the networks. Maybe she doesn't want to do it. Maybe that's what's happening. But if, for my money, Tina Fey's got everything you're looking for. Charm and disarm, got it in spades. Good looking enough, for sure can get it done on that level. Interesting? Yeah, she's got it all. Knows how to produce the show behind the scenes? Yeah, she can do that too. Has hosted plenty. For me, for my money, Tina Fey, other than that, Peyton Manning, but again, apparently Aaron Rodgers, the the offer's at least been extended for him to host an episode of Jeopardy. I would tune in. I would watch that. Your $1,000 keyword and the bulletin board material that may fuel the Browns. That next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. Just be yourself. Say something nice. 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. On Rock 106.9, 12 times a day you get a keyword. They're worth 1000 bucks. You get your first one just a few minutes from right now. Also, 9 a.m. this morning. Your power to take down corporations and companies and businesses is getting stronger. Yeah. You're getting more and more power. 9 a.m. Touch on that. 740. The tweet I sent out yesterday at Stansbury shows how you follow on Twitter that had my boss calling... My home to do a health check on me. (laughs) We'll get there at 740. All right. Sunday. You got a big game. And I've said this about Baker all year. Not all year, but towards the tail end of this year. I've said. It's just going to be true of his young career now that (laughs) every game he plays now is going to be the biggest game he's ever been in. That's what happens when you're, when, you're, when you're at the younger end of your career, right? And, you know, th- there are people who say about playoff games that guys get like kind of like um, caught up in the lights of it and like, you know, you get there and all of a sudden the moment's too big. Again, I, I don't think Baker has the moment too big thing. If anything, that cockiness probably overshadows it. Right, Because sometimes I think, he, I think he does border on confident slash cocky. I think sometimes it does move over to cocky, not so confident. But I'm not sure he's going to get caught up in the lights of it, moment too big. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a huge problem for him. You know, a lot of people will liken him, and I have, uh, because again, they play a little similarly, to Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins is terrible on Monday night. I think it's 0 for 10 or something. I mean, it's something terrible. Like, there is something about that. Where if he plays in that game, it's like he knows all eyes on me, and th- there's something mental about it. Meanwhile, that Brown Steelers game had massive ratings. Massive ratings. I think it was one of the highest rated football games in, in recent times. Sunday night, standalone game. Baker played fine. Against a division rival. First playoff game in 18. He played fine. He played fine. So I I don't think the moment is going to be, you start talking Super Bowl, okay, that can get to anybody there. I saw Greg Norman honestly just piss away a Masters on Sunday. Just did it. Just melted down and pissed away a Masters on Sunday. That can happen to anybody. But I don't think all of a sudden Arrowhead shakes Baker. Now the Chiefs may be better. They may have a better roster. They may win. But I don't think it's going to be because Baker can't rise to the moment. That, as a guy who's been called the biggest Baker Mayfield hater of all time, I'm telling you, I don't think that will be the issue. Now let's move over to bulletin board material. And I love this subject because 95% of the time you guys all send it to me when I talk about this, they don't care, they got too much money. And here's what the fan makes the mistake. Fans make the mistake of thinking $25 million creates a $25 million force field around you and nothing then penetrates that. That's, nothing could be further from the truth. These guys still pay attention, they still listen. Again, there's plays in the Browns playbook named after things Colin Coward has trolled Baker Mayfield over. As soon as they won the game, Baker turned his hat backwards to troll Colin Coward about that, which by the way, Colin is... Not always hot takey, but that whole quarterbacks can't have their hat turned backwards is one of the dumbest takes I've ever heard in my entire life. Brady's done it. Peyton Manning has done it. Tiger Woods did it. Again, most dominant athlete you'll ever see in your life. Brady and LeBron don't even come close. Plenty of NBA guys he idolizes wear their hats backwards. I, he makes it about the quarterback position and looking. I, I, they're all wearing ball caps. <laughs> At the end of the day, I, I, you know, but you take the point. I thought they didn't listen. I thought they didn't care about that. But the moment they have the chance to stunt on somebody for it, all of a sudden, every athlete just magically knew what got said about them. Come on, guys. I don't know why we pretend these guys don't pay attention to this kind of stuff. We all take Michael Jordan and put him on our shoulders because he did it. That's what's very interesting to me. That's what's very interesting to me. But now a... Kansas City Chiefs player has provided bulletin board material for the Cleveland Browns, and I wouldn't do this for a team like Cleveland that's dangerous. They're dangerous. You don't want to play that team that's got nothing to lose. And trust me, the Browns got nothing to lose now. Nothing. Most people thought they were going to get rolled last week. I've never seen a team playing with more house money than the Cleveland Browns right now. And it's a great position to be in. I wouldn't give a team like that with nothing to lose. Punchers, I wouldn't give a team like that anything. Nothing but Sammy Watkins of the Kansas City Chiefs did. Apparently he was tweeting during the game Sunday night. Let me see here. This is weird, he says. I'm speechless. Pretty sure the whole world is shocked because I've never seen anything like this in my life. Not even in the NFL. So then a fan replies back. Says, looks like we got some competition next week. And Watkins said, I wouldn't go that far, LOL. Again, ego. You hear it all the time in these games. Oh, team just looked past somebody. Just looked past them. Also, let's not pretend the Chiefs have been playing bang-up football recently. They haven't. They've won games. But they haven't looked like they did last year. There's been rumors all year that guys aren't as motivated. That they, that they play down to their competition. We saw this with the Eagles after they won their Super Bowl. Plenty of teams. That's what makes the Patriots so damn impressive. Is that you didn't see that happen. Those dudes wanted to do. Bill made sure. If you don't want to win at this level, get out. Now, I'm not on Andy Reid. Because here's a part, piece of the context we do have to give you. Coming off a bye, which the Chiefs have had. Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in NFL history. You give that guy an extra week to prepare for you. He normally will embarrass you. Andy Reid is, I said it when Philly fired him. You're stupid. I said it when KC fans were starting to rumble. Oh, we got to maybe move up. I said, you guys are stupid. And I said it this year with Stefanski. I think this is a Kevin Stefanski story. And I have like, I said, if you have found the next Andy Reid, things are going to get good here. I'd stay with the mustache, man. Give me Andy all day-er day. But Kevin's going to be great, I think. You may have found the next Andy Reid. I would not give a team like the Browns bulletin board material. I wouldn't. Especially when you see who they kind of are and who they're led by. Maybe not all athletes pay attention to bulletin board material, but Baker Mayfield loves, loves reading that stuff. Loves hearing it about himself. I think early... To, uh, last year, it was weighing on him too much, and he didn't know how to respond to it, and he played, honestly, poorly because of it. I think Kevin, through proper coaching, and AVP too, Alex Van Pelt too, and some other coaches on the staff, through that, has, are helping him figure out how to harness both things at the same time. How to use it the right way, as fuel. I think he got a little too hung up on what everybody was saying about him last year. And caught and Baker even admitted it. He got a little too high on on the hype the first year. He's admitted that. It's funny when fans try to yell at me and deny it for me. I'm like, Baker has said it. We bought into our own hype too much. That's him saying that about himself. That's what he's saying there. It's okay. Make mistakes. What did I just say the other day on the program? Mistakes don't define you. What you do in the wake of them, Will. What what the Browns are doing in the wake of their mistakes is is what you want to see teams do. I... Again, we'll give him a puncher's chance because I think the Chiefs could take him light. I think they could look past him. And I think, again, I said the win -win 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 one for kevin thing is going to be a huge thing going into the Steelers game. People laughed at me. And sure enough, Jarvis calls him right after the game. Get your ass to the stadium. They wanted him to go. The whole thing. I think the very same system could be true this coming week where you got the guys going, dude, we won one for him, but he wasn't there. This guy should be coach of the year, and they're going to rob it from us. And you know they are. They're going to go with a more feel-good story, Ron Rivera or something. They're going—you know—they're going to rob Kevin Stefanski a coach of the year. Let's get him this win, right? I think it could be. I think they have a puncher's chance in it. Now here's where it gets real tricky. If they beat the Chiefs, look out, look out, because then aren't they going back to their own locker room, their own stadium, going, who can beat us? Who? Why would they not believe they can be, and dude, if you get them, if you get everybody believing in the same thing at the same time, pushing towards the same goal, which is why coaching matters, because that's what coaches do. They coach other coaches, which then coach the players to get everybody going in the same direction. It's what Hugh couldn't do, and it's definitely what Freddie Kitchen's slack jaw ass couldn't do. Kevin Stefanski's finding a way to get that done. You know, because he worked his way up through an organization through 12 years doing multiple positions, not just catapulted from like, hey, I used to wash the clothes here and now I coach. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that was laughable. I would not give a team like this bulletin board material, Sammy Watkins, I wouldn't. Now you may win, you may even roll, and maybe next week I'll sound crazy from what I'm saying right now. But I'm just telling you, be careful what you wish for. You wake that giant, and I think it could get ugly for you, and I think it could happen fast. Shock the world, I think, is absolutely on the table Sunday. 069. Welcome back to the Stan's Ray Show on Rock 1069. Another keyword, A10 this morning. It's worth 1,000 bucks. That's worth sticking around for. Wayne tweeting in at Stansbury shows how you find me on Twitter and reminding me that, dude, that Chiefs-Dolphins game should give you a little bit of hope. And I went back, he's right. Like, dude, the Dolphins almost got that done. And I I think most people would say, um, under center, give me Baker Mayfield over Tua, right? Even, I think, most of the offensive weaponry Baker has at his disposal. And that... I think the Browns have a much bigger chance. Even, I mean, even Colin Coward, the troll said yesterday, this point spread's crazy. Like Cleveland's not getting enough respect here. I already bet it. Brown's getting 10, already bet it. Before that line moved, I was like 10? That's a lot. Now, Mahomes can do it to you. That kid's a video game. If he feels like it, he can put up 40 and a quarter. (laughs) Like it's, I mean, he's just nuts. That kid is nuts. Now, everybody says that, myself included. Been a little while since we've seen it, right? It's been a little while since it's been like, geez, look at that. It has. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Sunday, three oh five, right? Isn't that when that game is? Thank God for me, by the way. I'll be able to watch that entire game, still get a great night's sleep, come in here fully rested Monday and talk about a huge win. Maybe, hopefully. All right. There is more banning coming to the internet. More and more, and you're going to see more and more of this every day. And what makes these conversations tough, we talked about this a little bit the other day with me, is that not everybody listens all four hours. So when I touch on something, people expect every piece of like information that surrounds this thing to be in every conversation I have about it. It's unrealistic. So I'm going to have to keep this focused on Airbnb at the moment, because that's the story I'm about to tell you. Airbnb now is going to bar people from the site who were involved with the violence that they saw at the Capitol. They're going to do this. Airbnb, for those of you that don't know, and I, 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 people will always say, why do you always say that? It's because a lot of people do not know. Airbnb is an app that you use to rent homes versus hotel rooms when you go travel. Sometimes the people are there. As a matter of fact, when I first moved here, And took this job. I still lived in Cleveland and I was going back and forth. And my first Hall of Fame weekend, I was like, well, dude, I I got things I'm doing every single weekend or a day this weekend. I don't want to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So I Airbnb a place and the couple who they, they rented me a room on the first floor. They were all the way up on the third. That was weird. I would Airbnb again, but I don't want the people who are renting me the place to be in the home. That was strange. It, It was, I felt, yeah, that felt weird, but that's what it is, right? So they're going to bar people who were involved with this violence the other day. They said Monday that it's reviewing reservations in the DC area, although on top of this, ahead of next week's inauguration. It will bar any guests associated with hate groups or violent activity. Okay, well, uh, registered hate groups? Like th- uh, that's that's where it's going to get tricky. I don't again, I everybody applies hate group to anything they don't like. Um I will say that A lot of those things do look like hate groups to me. Um, And when I say those things, I don't necessarily mean just what we saw Thursday or last week, I mean. So before you hate me and, you know, you're done with the show forever, like just understand what it is I'm really saying. But they're saying it comes as also some city officials are asking Airbnb and other sites that do this kind of thing to take down the listings until the inauguration is over. And this is where I don't like this. The lawmakers are saying, look, there's no way for you to guarantee that your guests are not coming in to incite violence. Okay, but there's also no way for you to be sure that that is what they're doing. So why am I not allowed to make money? My home, there's no law against me renting out my place. Apparently, Airbnb is up and operating. Are there certain areas and certain things, maybe here, maybe this and that, technicalities and this and that? Sure. But I just told you, I've used the service here in the city in which you live. So it's up and operational. And you don't know for sure they're coming there to do that. So why would Airbnb have to make their service less convenient for people who want to use it? And then through that, why do people who want to make money off of extra rooms or maybe a rental they have or this and that, why do they have to be hold, held hostage here? I don't like this. If you can prove somebody was involved in something violent and the new issue with social media corporations is going to be if we can prove that you don't get to use our services, that's where we're headed. I, 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 and I've told you guys forever. I, I, I've said this forever about these bannings. You, you know now, I've said, if your job doesn't require you to be on social media, get off of it right now. What are you doing? Why are you waiting for the moment you're in the court of public opinion? Let me just tell you, as a guy who's been dragged through it a couple of times, it sucks. You're not going to like it. I sound hypocritical. Social media is very beneficial for my business. What I'm asking you to do there is actually going to be a detriment to me. You know how many people still listen in the Cleveland area because of social media, because of things, because they knew, they found out, I was on the air again because of Facebook, because of Twitter, because of these kinds of companies? A lot. My podcast numbers are through the roof right now. That doesn't just happen from Canton, Ohio. That's happening because the people in Oregon listen, I got people in Nevada, it's, um, we're pulling people from everywhere. What I'm asking for there is actually a detriment to my business, but I think it's what's better for your life. I think it's what's better for your life. Because sooner or later, you're going to have the unpopular opinion that's going to be, well, you can't rent hotel rooms here. Not hotel rooms, but homes. But what if Super 8 does this? What if you can't take your kid to Disneyland because of what you tweeted last year? You don't think that's possible. But it is. It is. You, For those of you that don't have Twitter, I... I I applaud you, but if you go read, just this morning, Elon Musk overnight tweeted legalize comedy, and if you go read the replies in that, people are full on, just standing there straight faced, talking about how, dude, comedy's over, you shouldn't be able to make fun of things now, the world's too serious, I mean, dude, the replies to that are insane, if you don't have to be online, I don't know what it is you're doing there. You're just waiting for the day you're in the crosshairs. That's all that's happening. Again, I've been calling for the end of these kinds of things for a while, and people think I'm a lunatic, and maybe it will evolve versus dissolve, and I I would agree there, that that, that, that's probably more likely than than people just like walking away from something. But you can't guarantee those people are going there to be violent either. Washington, D.C. is a huge tourist attraction. It's a huge tourism area also right across the way there. You get Baltimore. Virginia's not far. There's a lot to do there. You don't know for sure that's true. If you, can make, if you can prove people were involved in something and you want to make that your rule for your private company, which Airbnb is, if you want to do that, that's okay. But lawmakers telling Airbnb, take the postings down because you can't guarantee that somebody won't do it. I can't guarantee somebody isn't going to listen to me and go out there and do something stupid. That doesn't mean I shouldn't get to sit in here and do what it is I do, right? What have I always said about that? I, Dude, I own no responsibility. This is how I look at this. I've always said this about this show. I have responsibility for what it is I've said. I don't have any responsibility for what it is you've heard. Those are different things. They are often very different things. I always know that through people in my personal life who are like, yo, man, why'd you create problems in my life today when you said blah? And I always say, well, I didn't say that. What I said was this. That's me clearing that up and not taking responsibility for what got heard versus what it is I've said. I think you're just going to see more and more of this. But I'm with Airbnb here. No. I'm not taking these listings down. Why would I? Why would I? You can't guarantee that those people aren't going to incite violence and there won't be harm to other people. You're right, I can't. But you can't guarantee there will be. And I can guarantee smoking's bad for you. And yet, you can go buy those right damn now. It was fun. Welcome back to the Ray Show on Rock 106.9. 8.30 this morning, I got asked a lot of questions yesterday about a brown superstar you never hear about anymore. I'll address those coming up at 8.30. Um, as we were talking about social media, we actually have to talk about my Twitter account right now. Um, at Stansbury shows how you do find me on Twitter, Dan on Instagram. But I tweeted something yesterday and it led to like a health check from my boss happening. All right. I tweeted out yesterday, like a kid doing sentences in school. I repeated the same thing over and over. And I said, I will not start a new Tinder account. I will not start a new Tinder. I will not start a new Tinder. And then I just said, the idea, the thought of that is super depressing to me. And the reason why that tweet went out, for those of you that may have missed it, again, not everybody listens every day or definitely not every segment of every day. The girlfriend and I have separated. And I addressed this on my first day back after vacation once and then kind of put it away and kind of move forward with it. Um, mostly because, well, airing out all the details of it isn't going to help me down the road. Um, And it's a little self-indulgent, right? But my boss called. He was like, yo, man, are you all right? <laughs> I said, yeah, man. I said, this has been, this is not new. I was like, this is like, you know, this is a couple of weeks gone by now. And so, like, that's why that happened. He was like, dude, I didn't know. He's like I, was like, I must have missed that segment. I said, yeah, man. I said, I just haven't been talking about it a lot on the program. I said, because honestly, she was uncomfortable with how much she got talked about while we were together. So I definitely don't want to do it to her well or not. And on top of that, for people who have asked me a couple of times why I haven't addressed it a little bit more, here's, here's the real truth. I don't know if reconciliation is on the table at all. I have said to her it is not. But I had said the first day I talked about it, I don't know if that's true or not. So given the fact that we have not spoken in a little while now, two days after Christmas the last time, I don't know if that's on the table. What I do know for sure is I don't ever want something I've said in here to be the reason why we can't. That's if, If it can happen, great, I don't know, whatever, we'll cross that bridge, who knows. But I don't want, well, had you just not said that, We would have been, you know what I mean? And sometimes you can get a little hot takey with this job, right? You can. Now, when you're talking about you, there's no real consequence except for you. Like if you get a little hot takey about the president, uh, you probably shouldn't say that. Get a little hot takey about like a, a, you know, a taboo subject. Bro, you can't say that about that. There's less of that when you're talking about you. And there are plenty of mornings where I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't have enough sleep last night and I'm not doing this right now because I don't trust myself not to say the, the wrong thing there. But I got a lot of, you know, people going, dude, I didn't know about that. I'm so sorry. And this and that. And I, I thank you guys. I appreciate it. But, you know, it was just not that long ago. I, I read this uh, study where, um, you know, most people feel, um, you don't feel wanted where you work, you know what I mean? Or appreciated was another one of those. I got to tell you, I work, this is what's tough. My corporation's probably, my corporation underappreciates me for sure. The company underappreciates me for sure. My management does not. That's what's weird. My local management does not underappreciate me at all. Not even close. As a matter of fact, like I said, he called me right away. He's like, bro, what happened? Are you okay? Are you all right? And he even said, dude, do you need to take some time away from the room a little bit? I said, nah, man, we're good. We're good, we're good, we're good. It's been a little while. And all it really was was this. There was a compromise that kind of needed to be made. There was an agreed set upon a time on when a compromise would be made. We were past it by a little too long in my estimation. You guys have been in relationships. you You know. Couples can fight. But when you have the same fight over and over and over again, you are kind of headed towards something. But like I said, I don't know if reconciliation is on the table. I don't know how she feels about it now. I don't know how I feel about it now. If I'm honest, I don't. I do know I don't ever want to say anything so hyperbolic in here that we can't go back. I've done that plenty of times. I've ruined plenty of things by going, ah, just say it. Just do it. Lay it on the tracks. That's why they like you, man. The honesty. The openness. And then I realize I can give you the honesty. I can give you the openness without laying somebody else's... Stuff on the track for you to roll them over, too. You know what I mean? Not that that's your intention. I don't mean to make it sound like you're evil. You're not. You're not. You're just interested. And thank God, that's my business. That's what I do. Now, some of you aren't interested in this. I know a lot of you are. But I was, I was, I don't know, I, not relieved not the right word. Encouraged, I guess, is, is the right word there. That he cared enough about me, like, honestly, because we always talk about this, you know, nobody cares, and corporations don't care, and this and that. like I said, dude, the CEO of this company doesn't even know my name, let alone care about me. Doesn't even know my name. But, like, it was good to see, like, the local guy be like, yo, man, and dude, again, said, I love you, man, are you good? Are you good? I just want to make sure you're good. And I'm like, I, I, I am good. I am good. I will admit, though, after tweeting that yesterday and having the conversation with him again, I've kind of been living in a little bit of American denial with it, where I kind of said it once, pushed it off, kind of pretend it didn't happen. And I've kind of like lived every day that way. Um, there are days where that's easier. I will admit last night when I went to bed and this morning when I woke up, though, that this is a morning that's not as easy. Where because I met what I said about Tinder, I that that thought depresses me. The thought of going, I remember what that was like. And the idea of going back there just depresses me. It really does. And again, last week, I was going to do these on the show last week. I had two different studies about online dating. One said, you're more likely to stay together forever. And then the next day, that and one said, online dating leads to people lowering their standards on who they will date. I tend to believe more the second there. Having remembered what it was like while I was swiping at 3 a.m. desperately, all of a sudden I just started going, okay, you've swiped left on too many, somebody's got to pass this test, and next thing you know, you just started swiping right on profiles that you wouldn't have normally. I believe no study is conclusive for all people, but I do believe I would be more towards that end, where it would make me lower my standard. And I talked about this the first day back from vacation. I said, I'm not interested in dating, if I'm honest. Nothing happened here. Like there was, and it wasn't so, and I'm not out for a replacement for her. I don't believe I would find one, especially fast. I still hold her in the highest regard you can hold a person. So nothing, I mean, it wasn't like, oh my God, look at what she did here. That's not what happened. I still hold her in the highest regard. I would stack anybody next to her, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to fall short. I love that woman. Like I said, I don't know if reconciliation is possible. I just don't want anything in, I say in here to make it impossible. Your shot at the $1,000 keyword, next on Rock 106.9. The Sperry Show. Try turning it off. You can't! 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Chris tweeted at me at Stansbury Show. He said, dude, as you're talking about the idea of maybe uh, having to, at some point, getting back on Tinder and how that depresses you, and it would not be anytime soon. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm not. Uh, I won't get weak at some point if it goes on long enough and I have to break and be like, fine. I, I don't know. Who knows? But it won't be anytime soon. He said, what would you do if you went on there and started scrolling? And the next thing you know, you saw her on there. <sighs> Cry and eat every calorie I can find. <laughs> thats I mean, that's about that's, that's the only honest answer I could give you. That would bum me out. That would bum me out. I, I can't lie. I would. Uh, um, it's unlike her. Um, the window shopping for relationship kind of thing. It would not be her M.O., I don't believe. Um, I don't think that's who she is. Although I guess uh, who knows. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if I'm going to answer you, honestly, I'm not, I, I've said this a thousand times, I'm not a jealous person. Like when her and I would, well, she's a, a very attractive woman, right? She'll, she'll turn heads that one will. Right. And so when we would walk through places, people would turn and look at her. And I love that when I was with her, I did. I loved it. Cause I'm, I'm i I'm a little bit of an egomaniac like that, but I've said like the idea of somebody else being with her makes me sick. I get jealous like that, but I'm not jealous when people ogle or things like that. And I never worried about any of that. Um, and still wouldn't. That, that that wouldn't have been the issue but yes i mean if i was just happened to be on twitter or not twitter rather but uh but like you know one of those you know bumble or whatever the hell and i saw it yeah i i i will admit i would not love that i uh as a matter of fact i don't even really like the fact that the thoughts running around my head right now all right the other day we uh let you know that akron had decided to cancel the st patrick's day parade like we're done not doing it right covid right and now cleveland's follow suit on that no 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 on the uh on the St. Patrick's Day parade. Now that's a bigger deal up there than it is, uh, even in Akron, especially down here in Canton. There are certain cities that do a, uh, th- that go bigger for St. Patrick's Day. Cleveland is one of them. Chicago is one of them. But like when I was in Portland one year for St. Patrick's Day, it was like they didn't care. They're like, eh, I mean, there were bars doing stuff, but like nobody really cared. It wasn't like a big deal. It's a big deal in Cleveland. Right, So they canceled that. But now I uh, want to talk Akron here a little bit. Because Akron now, in the wake of saying they're not going to do the St. Patrick's Day parade because of COVID, they did say, look, we're moving forward, though, with in-person races. The Akron Marathon is going to move forward with plans for in-person races this summer, according to Fox8.com. According to the Facebook post by the Akron Mayor's office, it's not clear exactly how they're going to set it up yet. Obviously, they say uh, the quote is, what this might look like uh, amid the pandemic is still being worked out. But Suma Health now going to be the presenting sponsor of the Akron Marathon Race Series through 2023. So, you know, a health organization now going to be part of something asking people to congregate in groups. I, that, seems, that seems strange to me, at least uh, for the lack of a better term there. According to the Post, the following race dates are in fact confirmed. The National Interstate 8K and 1 Mile June the 26th, Goodyear Half Marathon and 10K August the 14th. And First Energy, Akron Marathon, Half Marathon, and Team Relay on September the 25th. Now, obviously, those are all that far, but, like, they're a decent, uh, you know, ways away. Who knows if we'll be able to do this, and you could still cancel them before they get there, right? But what I didn't understand is this. Parade, we know for sure. Nope, not doing it. But a race where people are going to be huffing and puffing, running behind people, expelling breath? Yes. Huh? Internet. What's your favorite saying? Make it make sense, man. <laughs> make it make sense. I don't see how that makes sense. Now, if you want to reach, if you want to grasp, what you could say is, well, the St. Patrick's Day Parade is just a reason for people to get drunk in the street where the marathons, people trying to be healthy and running. Okay. As a reach argument, that works. It does. It's a little bit of a reach for me, but I get it. Will there be less people looking to attend a marathon to view it than a celebration where people day drink? Yes. Now, there are plenty of people who want to go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade who right now are mad at me. Quit making it sound like the only people that go to the parade are the people who want to get hammered. Settle down. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> because not everybody that goes to that parade is looking to get hammered and day drink. Some people are just looking to celebrate, what, heritage or pass things down to their kid or whatever the hell the thing may be. It's mostly about people getting hammered. Now, I feel that way because of the business I'm in, and I am you know, usually make money every St. Patrick's day. Hey, go out here and get drunk with these people. Cool, can't wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that about my job. I love that. But I didn't understand that one. One, absolutely not. Not even going to consider it. Move forward. But yet, if I want to run a 10K behind you and breathe in what you've just expelled, perfectly fine. Now, what some of you may be thinking, they're going to make the marathoners wear the mask while they do it. Maybe they will. But that's not in here. That's not in the article. It wasn't in the Facebook post. Oh, by the way, just so you know, looking forward, we for sure will be doing this, though. So if that's your pushback to me on why they can do it, fine, but you're speculating. You're speculating that's what will happen. We don't know for sure that's the plan. It wasn't in the post. It's not in any of the articles I'm reading about it. I find that interesting. I, that one automatically off the books, but these three things, because of the court responders, we can get this done. That seems strange to me. 6 nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 9 a.m. this morning, your power to take down businesses is getting stronger. We'll tell you why. 9. Also, a up-and-comer on the NASCAR circuit, female driver, Hattie Deegan, got herself in trouble over a word she used during an iRace. And uh, people are asking me to weigh in, so we'll have that conversation with you guys at nine a, uh, around 9.30 this morning. We were talking about Akron says, Oh, yeah, the marathons are going on, right? And I said, Well, wait wait, wait a minute here. We we canceled. They already came out and said, Well, no, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, we're not doing that. And, but these marathons are going to go on. And I said, Well, okay, well, wait a minute. And I'll admit, I think more people will show up to attend a parade where you day drink and the like. Um, But, you know, if you're running in that race, you're running behind people who are breathing heavy and all that kind of stuff. Now, In my email, Kyle sent me an email, at WRQK.com if you're an emailer versus social media person, said, hey, I heard you talking about the marathons. I signed up for a half marathon obstacle course last year. It got canceled due to COVID. They rescheduled it for this year, and all I have to do to run it is sign a waiver saying if I get COVID, they're not responsible for it. I said, okay. So maybe that he's making making the assumption there that maybe that's what they'll do with these marathon races. Um, and maybe what they'll say is, yes, we're going to do the races, but you can't go and like view it. We're not going to, uh, you know, and so only the people who are running in it. And if you sign a waiver now, Chris also tweeted in at Sansbury shows, how you find me on Twitter. And he said, um, you know, it's a couple of months away. And as the vaccines start rolling out more and more, isn't it possible what they're banking on is just telling you, oh yeah, we're going to do it. But if you're not vaccinated, you're not doing it. Yes, that could be. I may have just, I, I could have just maybe missed that. Um, and yes, that, that could absolutely be what that is there. I just thought it was interesting is all, you know, and, uh, you know, I saw it on Fox a and I was like, ah, you know, what's happening in Akron probably should let people know about that. But, um, as a guy who needs to get cardio involved in his life a little bit more, I got the home gym, but I don't have a cardio machine and I do miss my cardio keeps you lean. Um, and it's, you know, everybody always talks about how much they hate doing the cardio part. Like a lot of guys I know who lift like lifting and hate the cardio. I'd rather do the cardio. To me, it's put the headphones in, five miles on the treadmill, you're done. I mean, it's no big deal. It's like you get, you knock it out and, and do it, no big deal. I actually, you know, maybe I'll go to Play It Again Sports or something like that and see what kind of cardio machines they have there. I don't know if I actually want a running machine in my house, but maybe a rower. I could maybe see myself with a, you know what, I am going to stop there on the way home and see what they got going on in there for that. All right. Um, I got asked this yesterday as the Browns are heading into another playoff game this weekend. Somebody said, you know, we don't talk about a Browns superstar anymore because of the injury, Odell Beckham Jr. And he's in a weird spot. OBJ. This is this is I mean, think about where think about what's happened here. Okay? He was with the franchise that needed to be turned around a little bit in the New York Giants, but it's a blue blood. I mean, it's it's one of them franchises, man. Where it's got it's esteemed, it's got the history, it's got all the things a guy would want, right? The Maras are slow to hire, slow to fire, right? I mean, look how long they held on to Eli. Isn't that why OBJ wanted to get away? Is because I'm really extending Eli's career here, making grabs that most players can't get. If I weren't here, Eli would have been maybe shuffled out early, right? And he was looking to get out. And then what happened? It wasn't like a free agency thing. Odell talked to his agent and said, do get me with the Brown. That's not what happened. There was a trade happened. And then early on the speculation was he won't want to be here. He'll be anti Cleveland. It's not a big enough market. He's a diva. And then what, the OTAs? He only came to a couple, and then there was just, it'd been nothing but a mess, right? But then all of a sudden he, you, you saw it here. Dude, he and Jarvis have been buddies since LSU. They were, they were teammates at LSU and they're, they're like the best of buddies, right? And they're both here and the whole thing. And that started to look well. And then it was like, Oh my God, are they better without him? Now imagine Odell hearing that about himself. Now again, I think people hold Odell in, in regard that he has not earned in a little while. Like, dude, I've said this about Odell Beckham Jr. He's Beyonce to me. People act like Beyonce's still dropping hits. She ain't. Single ladies was a decade or longer ago. She's still hanging on a single ladies, bro. Like that was, dude, b- people act like Beyonce's still dropping hits. She ain't. She's living off that name, bro. And that's kind of Odell. He's living off that single hand catch. He's still living off that. Dude, Odell I haven't really, I mean, dude, granted, he had some good games here. But let's not pretend Odell's still like what it was. I mean, dude, there's probably six, seven guys out there that got better grabs more recently in which they maybe won the game. The Giants, I always point this out. The Giants lost that game. That one-handed grab, they lost that game. So it's interesting here now with Odell, right? Because at first, we were lucky. Oh my God, you traded for him. You're lucky to have Odell. Well, looking around now, isn't Odell lucky to be here? I mean, let's be honest. If this guy can't make this work out here, Or if he goes one more place and it doesn't really click, you're getting into Des Bryant territory there. You're getting into Terrell Owens territory there. You're getting into AB territory there. You're great, but like, Jesus, dude, you're the issue, right? Odell, if anything, wants to probably stay put, but now let's look at it from Odell's angle. He probably wants to stay put now, right? Got Jarvis. I feel like Stefanski can coach. Baker, we've seen, is more than capable enough now to win you games. Why would I want to roll the dice? But is he maybe sitting there thinking, well, geez, Baker's making Kaderil Hodge look like he can make great grabs. By the way, go back about, was it two weeks ago? That one-handed grab Kaderil made? I mean, dude, that ball is picked if he doesn't reach that arm out and make that grab. That would, dude. That throw, that catch. Nobody's talking about that catch, and it makes me almost crazy. Because, dude, that's a QB saving catch that kid made. And Odell's watching that. And what else is he watching? The budding relationship with Baker Mayfield and Rashard Higgins. Now, if you're the Browns, what's Rashard Higgins' upside potential ceiling? And the third one is cheapa. Odell ain't cheap. Odell's not cheap. But it used to be, well, you trade a player like that because you'll get a bounty. Get a bounty, man. What comes back for Odell right now? I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying he's washed. I'm not saying nobody gives you anything. But what does come back? This is a weird spot here, right? What do you really get coming back for Odell? I don't know what it's going to be. I know there's too many quarterbacks who are going to move around the board right now for wide receivers to get, like, the premier listing of teams. And this that too many teams looking at quarterbacks right now. It's interesting, because I got on people when they were like, oh, the Browns are better without Odell. And I was like, guys, you'll never hear anybody in Atlanta say, oh, thank God Julio Jones got hurt. (laughs) You'll never hear it, right? Like, that's insane. But does the offense open up more? Does Baker maybe not feel like, dude, get this ball to Odell so he's on ESPN. So, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe. I, you've heard quarterbacks talk about it before where they feel like, dude, if you got that 1A guy, you better get him the ball, man. Not because of them, but because the fans want to see it. The owner wants to see it. The jersey sales want to see it. Quarterbacks have talked about this. They've felt pressure. Rashard Higgins is no pressure for Baker Mayfield. So if you're the Browns, you're like, well, Rashard Higgins is lucky to have Baker Mayfield. When we signed Odell, what was it? Baker's lucky to have Odell. If you're the Browns moving forward, don't you want most of your players feeling like they're lucky to be playing with your quarterback versus the other way around? If I'm the organization, I want to put the power, I want my quarter, I want everybody looking at my quarterback like that's the man. And the more people you bring in underneath Baker as he's established and doing his thing, the more he builds that, the more it becomes that. The, the relationship between Odell and Baker could still be if Odell wanted it to be. I, I don't know if this is who he is. I don't know the man. But if Odell wanted to still have a little bit of the ego, you're kind of lucky to have me. Society and Twitter and all that stuff would kind of agree there. Odell's still got a guy. He's got the powerful card there inside that relationship. Rashard Higgins does not. Kadero Hodge does not. Austin Hooper probably doesn't even have that. You see what I'm saying? So like the the, the Odell things, dude. It's a very. It's complicated. I have always said about players like Odell Beckham Jr., that when I go to the draft as an organization, what I'm trying to do is find Odell Beckham Jr.'s. So if I have one, (laughs) right, then don't don't I want to hold on to Odell Beckham Jr.'s? But looking at the way this offense has been playing, is another stud-wide receiver what it is you think you need? Or do you maybe trade Odell... And try to get some back end help. So Miles Garrett doesn't have to do everything. Let's let the secondary be able to cover a little bit too. Let's let the, let's beef that up back there. I think the Browns are going mostly what defense in the draft, right? Probably. I would think so. It seems like that's where most of your issues are. I know Delpit may come back from the injury, and everybody talks about that like that's just going to be like the land of milk and honey with Grant Delpit. My buddy Brad points this out to me all the time. He's been a season ticket holder 20 years. His family's had those tickets forever. He said, dude, Dan, I've been to every game. He's like, I watch this team more closely than anybody. He's like, everybody's banking on Delpit. He's like, we don't know that kid's good. We just assume he's good. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I'd rather not see Odell go. But if you're the Browns right now, aren't you looking around going, well, dude, if we can get three defensive players. I think maybe it's time to send him somewhere and get those guys back. I could absolutely see that being the process. I didn't think he was going to be on the roster this year. I honestly thought that the phone calls would be so hot and heavy for Odell after last year's kind of like ho-hum underperforming season by the organization, not necessarily him, that that, that the teams would call and be like, Odell, come on. Come here, dude. We'll, let, let's figure this out. I figured call, teams would call and make it so heavy they'd have to move him because the deals would be so good. I'm not sure the calls you make now on Odell are bringing you back the players that a year ago he would have. 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 online for you, WRQK.com. Still to come, a uh, young star in the NASCAR world, female driver, got herself in trouble over a word she used during an I race. People asked me to weigh in, so we will do that around 930 this morning. I'll be honest with you, I did not know Hallie Deegan's name until this happened. I, uh, I, I'm a casual NASCAR fan at best. I will turn on races on Sunday and be like, oh, okay, let's watch a little bit of this and then turn on that, watch a little bit of that, go back and forth. I'm a little bit of a Kevin Harvick fan. I'm not necessarily a diehard in the sport. Um, I do consider it to be a sport. I think people who discredit NASCAR and don't call it a sport are insane. You people can't go down 77 at 75 miles per hour without smashing into one another. Those guys are doing like 193 inches apart for five hours. So there's some there's some sport that goes into that. There's something that, that, that that's it's impressive on that level for sure. All right. Uh, a lot of people say, "Oh, dude, we can still get a lot back for Odell." A lot of people believe now. Brian says, "I'm a Steelers fan. We're probably going to lose Juju. I think you get a third rounder for Odell, and no, I don't want him on the Steelers." Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't. Know, I didn't realize you guys were going to lose uh, Juju. I didn't realize that. Um, I, I. I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, maybe there's something contract related, or sooner or later he just thinks they'll probably let him go. Which, by the way, what did this idiot say? The other I- idiot from the Steelers. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool. Let's look at this. On TikTok, apparently it's at bad loss, but the Browns are going to get clapped next week, it's, so it's all good. Um, clapped means you know, beat up or whatever. The hell it is now. Um, shut up. Bro, you play for an esteemed organization who has won six chips, but you haven't done a damn thing. Shut your mouth. Act like you've been there before, right? Chase Claypool should not be running his mouth like he built the Steelers brand. You just got lucky to go to a great team with a better than average coach. People, yes, has Domlin maybe underdelivered while being a head coach in the NFL? Maybe a little, but he's never had a losing season from what I understand. That's still pretty good, right? That's still pretty good. I think Chase Claypool needs to shut his mouth. Like, bro, you, you're not responsible for the Steelers' greatness. You're not. That's coattail riding there, bro and you lost your playoff game. So shut up. (laughs) Like, seriously, shut up. Like, dude, you haven't earned that right. If Ben wants to run his mouth, I don't think he should. I don't think quarterbacks should. But if Ben wants to run his mouth, probably earned it a little bit. Tomlin, want to get a little mouthy? Okay, probably earned it a little bit. Steelers greats from the past want to talk about, ah, dude, the Browns are still the Browns. Dude, say it. You earned that right. Chase Claypool hasn't earned that right, bro. Shut up. Like, seriously, shut up. That's just crazy. I, uh, I, and again, I think the Browns have a puncher's chance on Sunday. People think I'm nuts, but I, uh, I do. I took them and the 10. I, I took the Browns and the 10. I think the point spread is a lot. Now, the Chiefs could beat you by 20. They could beat the brakes off you. They could. For sure they could. I'm not sure that's what's going to happen. Again, Wayne tweeted in at Sansbury Show, reminded me, dude, the Dolphins pretty much gave the Chiefs all they could handle with Tua. And even I would tell you at this point in their careers, Baker's better than Tua. Baker will probably be better than Tua. Yeah, I feel comfortable saying that. Baker may end up being way better than I gave him credit for being. That may happen. You guys know what what will I do. I'll come right in here and tell you that. I don't think it's time to admit that yet, though. I really don't. But it may end up going that way. I mean, look at what he did in his first playoff game. Those lights weren't too bright for that boy. He's got that little ride that line between confident and cocky. And sometimes, dude, what you don't know is what you don't know. And, and I, I think that led to some of that. We talked about Kirk Cousins earlier this morning. That's a lot of money for a guy who's 0-10 on Monday night. <laughs> I mean, a lot of money. And people like him, and I have too, Baker 2 Cousins, because they do play a little bit of a similar style. But Baker, he can get th- that mental thing. That's what I've said all along. Dude, his arm, okay, whatever. Mobility, okay, yeah, whatever. Size, I mean, undersized. It's the intangible thing that, that I think he can, if coached right, he can harness that. As a matter of fact, I was texting back and forth with a buddy of mine. He goes, man, you and I, Brown's exchanges have really changed over the last 18 months. I said, well, yeah, you know what did that, right? Coaching is what did that. I've said about Baker forever, the two-time walk-on thing is what made me afraid of him. Because what that means is when you show up to practice and just watch him, he's not blowing you away. You don't just look at it and go, Jesus, get this kid a helmet and get him out there right now. That's not what happens with walk-ons. What's happening is, is all right. Yeah, it might be there. All right. Well, if we farm it, okay. Well, if we work with it, oh, look at the footwork on this. Jesus, that's going to be a mess. Like, there's that's kind of what that is. And I didn't trust Freddie to do that with Bake. I did trust Kevin Stefanski to do that a little bit better with Baker Mayfield, and I think that's what you're seeing. The, but the Chiefs Dolphins game gives me hope. I, I think it gives the Browns. A, I think it absolutely gives them a puncher's chance in it. I, I absolutely think it does. I'll take the Browns in the 10 whenever, all day every day. A Steelers fan now. The game was on Sunday. How long are you going to drag this out? Well, we're still playing Steelers fan. So am I going to talk about the Browns going into another playoff game? Yes, yes. Let me guess you wanted me to, you would have wanted me to cry in my in my beer had the Steelers won, right? Huh? Oh, told you same old Browns. That's what you would have wanted to do. And if I was doing that on Wednesday, you would have been happy with it. I'm still on it because your players are still mouthy. They're still running their mouths. After getting beat and embarrassed, by the way, let's be honest, early in that game they were getting embarrassed. Just straight took your pants down and spanked you on TV. Until the end of that game, you were getting routed in your own building. You don't think I'm going to talk about that? Jeez, guys. I mean, dude, it's, it's funny. I get you're a Steelers fan, but admit it. It's not the same old Browns, dude, because the culture starts with the coach. Kind of starts with that. And had Chase Claypool not opened his mouth. I'm not talking about your Steelers at all this morning. I am absolutely talking about the Browns and the Chiefs. I folded a bunch of those things into this conversation. How long am I gonna drag it out? Until they lose. If that's a problem for you, go wipe those tears with that yellow bitch towel you got. The Stan Speary Show. Yeah, I'm a hero. Heroes get gifts. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Teresa gives you another keyword 1010 this morning. You can put $1,000 in your pocket. We do it 12 times a day. Your next one, third at 1010. Still to come, we'll get into a rising star in the NASCAR scene, Hallie Deegan said something during an eye race and the punishment that followed there. We'll weigh in there. All right, um, I believe we got to start calling cell phones something else. Yes, it's very easy. What you would assume I'm talking about is, oh, you don't even call anybody anymore, right? Yes, there's some truth in that. But these things are damn near lightsabers now because they have the power to strike things down, stop them in their tracks. And I believe that's what a lot of people like. About the way the world is run now is that you feel as if like the masses have the power to destroy, to create and destroy. And I think a lot of people enjoy that about it. I worry about it. I think we've seen some negative effects because of it. And I've said to people before, I think, you know, as you see more and more bannings and things like that happen, I think it's only going to continue. It's only going to get worse. And yes, they have the right to kick you off their platform. Now, where it gets tricky is when people say, well, create your own app and then you do, and then the hosting companies are like, yeah, we won't host that app. That's problematic. Kicking any one individual user off a platform, not necessarily so much. Not uh, Telling people, well, create your own. What, your own internet? Like, come on. If we're going to deny web hosting, that's a whole other can of worms there. That's a, and I worry about that, because our podcast hosting network is built off of one of those corporations. So what if they just decide, you know what? That company's got a lot of DJs we all like. We're not hosting. Right? Boy, worried about that. I got a dog in that fight. I'm absolutely worried about what can happen there. Honestly, I'm so worried about it. I'm so concerned about it. It's one of the reasons why I haven't been talking about it a ton. Because I'm trying to put my actual thoughts together on it before I get out there willy-nilly just saying stuff. If I'm honest, it's part of the reason. It is part of the reason. Cell phones are lightsabers. You can strike things down with them. Blast your enemy down. And it's only going to get worse before it gets better. You guys know I'm a little bit of a pessimist. And there's a service out there you can use with your cell phone. It's called Yelp. And those of you that are a little tech savvy, phone savvy, you know what Yelp is. This is You Leave Consumer Reviews. Mostly it was considered to be for restaurants, but yeah, no, you know, we go here, use this, go there. It's kind of spread into other things, but I think when people hear Yelp, you think restaurant. It's kind of what it was linked to early. What you kind of start out as is you can, you can expand, but people will kind of always see you as what you were. Yelp will now allow you to rate restaurants' safety precautions and sanitary measures related to the COVID-19 pandemic. A restaurant's review page will now ask you if the staff was wearing masks, as well as whether or not socially distancing was being enforced in that establishment. The information will then be added to the restaurant's main Yelp page with users being alerted with a bright yellow exclamation point icon and a message reading, Social distancing might not be enforced here. If a majority then of those reviewers report that safety measures are not being followed, Yelp product chief Akhil Kudvali Ramesh said in a blog post that the company will only assess restaurants based on the previous 28 days of reviews and that they will be updated daily. You'll also be able to uh, report whether or not the staff was wearing gloves, whether tables were disinfected between meals, and whether or not the restaurant provides hand sanitizer. They will also be able to check off whether or not the restaurant has heated outdoor seating, and whether or not it has disposable contactless menus. Disposable contactless menus. Well, contactless would be digital, and you get the menu on your phone, which I've seen in restaurants. I went and we had sushi, and they said, you can just go here and our menu's on, and they had you look on your phone. Contactless disposable, though, would be paper one and done, right? So burn through the forest to save COVID? Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) I, I mean, right? Contactless. Menu could be done digital by my cell phone, but disposable then implies you're handing me something or something's on the table and it's only going to be used once, which would then be paper-based, right? Maybe there's something I'm missing. Just yesterday on the show, I didn't understand during New Tour Tuesday, the guy was talking about red letters and I didn't know he meant red letters and, well, Jesus speaks in the Bible. God knows I miss stuff. So if I miss something, then maybe I missed it. But contactless and disposable, those two things together tell me you're handing me something and we're getting rid of it. So again, burning through, <laughs> burning through trees to save the COVID issue? Okay. I, whatever you say there, boss. <laughs> whatever you say. Now, here's my issue with this. And I'm curious as to what people think. Do you care about user reviews? Do you look at them? I'm suspicious this happens because I've seen it happen with me. That's a cool product. I kind of want it. Mm, 300 bucks. Is it worth the money? I know. Go to Google. See what the reviews are. That guy thought that it's going to work just the way I want it. Click, buy, purchase. That person says it's not that great. Well, I still kind of want the product. Let me find the review that says I'm right. And then you buy it. Right? I don't know if user reviews are really waning me off stuff or if they're moving you away from other things. I'm not sure that's true. As a matter of fact, I was on a tech site the other day and I wish I could remember the name of it, but they did kind of do like user reviews about computers. I had a computer error while I was gaming the other day and I was like, I don't know what this means. So I went and Googled it, right? And it took me to this site and users could like write in and give, like, advice to people who were looking for, like, what was going on with their PC. But one of the best things this, I wish I could remember the site's name. One of the best things they had was if you wrote back to, get, to pass out, like, a review on something or tell people what, what, what may be wrong, you had to list what it is you did for a living and how long you've been there. So it was like, dude, I'm an IT professional. I've been working for this company for six years. This is why you can read this review. That, to me, I found, I was like, well, that's impressive. Because now I know who you are. But a random can write a review over anything. I know restaurant owners. Multiple states, multiple cities. You know how many of them have had a bad Yelp review over somebody just looking to cause problems? Every last one of them. So I don't know what, we're, I don't know what this brings us, really. I know when you first heard me lay it all out, you're like, good. We should know if people aren't doing stuff. I don't disagree that you should maybe be able to know if people aren't doing things the way they should be doing them. But I know a year ago you didn't care about that table being cleaned at all. Not even a little. But you care now because everybody's telling you to care now. Now, maybe it's never too late to start caring about the right stuff. Okay, fine. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not too late to start caring about the right stuff. But if you don't think people who take COVID, let's be honest. Are, is everybody taking COVID as seriously as they should have been? No, I, I think if if that had happened, I don't think we're still here, right? I think people can admit that, right? Like, let's not just like not admit stuff that can be true, okay? But let's be honest. Some of the people who think we should be taking it more seriously are a little like eccentric about it, right? The far end of that, there, there are eccentrics on that side of things, right? Just as there are eccentrics on the side of no masks, right? There are eccentrics on both sides. That's who writes reviews, that who writes comments that's who calls my boss and tells him, him to fire me it's the eccentrics that's who does stuff. Most people go pick up their takeout, go home, and don 't think about the restaurant again unless the food wasn't good that's it i i this is re, customer reviews honestly is just an avenue for rabble rousing that's all it is it's just a place for people who are dissatisfied. With something, like literally, you know this could happen. My food was late. It took them 10 minutes to get to finish my order. They weren't doing COVID right. You know that's how it's going to go. And again, you know what my rhetoric on this is going to be. The chains will be fine with whatever the reviews are. First of all, they'll pay enough money to Yelp to get them removed. Will Ashley's Diner be able to do that? No. She won't. They won't. And the people that work there are going to suffer. People like to complain. Here's what I know. If you give people a reason to complain about something, they will use it. They will absolutely use it. I'll give you an example from my line of work. What the hell happened to what's his name? You're so mad over a dude whose name you can't remember that you're yelling at me about it. What happened to what's his name? That's just wanting to complain. Something's different. I'm unhappy. I mean, I don't know the guy's name, but something's different These are just avenues to rabble rouse That's really what they are and if I'm honestly if I'm a dude in restaurants you're you're in a tough spot Because you kind of want to be on yelp, right? You kind of want to be there because if somebody's saying something good about you that may drive somebody there but negative comments ring loud and squeaky wheels get the grease let me tell you, as a, as a person who's paid to serve people, to provide a service for people, when you do it well, you'll get a couple of people. Yo, man, thanks, Dan. show great today, man. You'll get like three, four of those. Let me tell you, when people are unhappy, oh, 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 you should read my DMs, bro. It's nasty, vile. One might even say toxic. And I think that's what you're going to see here. And there are some people who cannot be made to be happy. And there are some people who are just going to want to write a negative review just because that's what they do. I think restaurants are in a tough spot with that. Because you want to be on Yelp, but I think you're at the mercy of people who just want to bitch. And I worry about what that will mean for your bottom line in the future. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, wrqk.com. we will give you more keywords today that are worth $1,000 a piece. The first one will be at 1010. Stick around. Check her out. All right. Um, I got asked about this a little bit the other day, um, and so I figured I'd address it because more than a few people wrote in and asked me about it. So um, I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan, but I will occasionally turn on a race here or there. I'm a little bit of a Harvick fan. I'll turn it on the way I turn on a lot of things. Ah, eh, watch 50 laps and then turn on something else for a few and then go back, watch the last 50 laps, whatever, right? and i guess something that's become pretty popular inside the racing um uh, world since the covid thing has been this i racing they get their their players and they're actually um our racers sorry um and uh, they all have like the, the, the these cockpits at home that are essentially video gaming really i mean my buddy has one of these in his house i mean they're expensive for sure but and you know it, it they, they have you know the, the inside of a car there and uh, you know it's digital racing right and you may remember a few months ago, a little longer, actually, Kyle Larson got in trouble because he had used the N-word, and that's not nice. You shouldn't do that. And uh, that's inappropriate. Don't do that. And, um, and so, you know, they were like, ah, you're not allowed to do stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, eh, everybody forgot about that. You want to sign this kid to a pretty big racing team? Sure, let's do it. And that's what makes cancel culture so funny, right? So Hallie Deegan is uh, apparently a female uh, driver. And is she in the NASCAR truck series, if I'm reading this right? Is she in the truck series? And apparently she was doing the racing thing, and she called a fellow competitor the R-word. Um, I think most people know what that word is, so I don't necessarily need to say it. And so people are like, what about this? What about it? Let me tell you what makes this job so tough. These days. I don't necessarily think Hallie Deegan should be out there using the R-word while racing. Okay, But even if I did, it's a position you can barely have these days. Cancel! Don't do it! Platforming! Giving space to! Lending legitimacy to! That's what would happen to me now if I wanted to defend her. I'm not looking to defend Hallie Deegan. But I feel hypocritical condemning her as well. Here's why. I used to use that word on the radio all the time. I've said for the last decade and a half, this is the word that kicked all of this off. I was working for a smart programmer. Name's Captain Showbiz. Name is Bo, but we called him Captain Showbiz. Other shows called them things less creative than that. And we were saying things back then, Like the F word, like, dude, don't be a, and the R word was very big on that program. And I remember him saying to us, do you might want to clean that up a little bit? I said, what? He goes, I'm not telling you what to do. I don't have a problem, but sooner or later, I think people are going to start to have a problem. And then if they make it my problem, Dan, now I have to have a problem. Don't wait for something to be a problem. He did. He was kind of early on, dude, don't let let's, let, let's clean some of this up if you don't necessarily have to be doing it because we started to get emails back to the radio station of, you know, my son or my daughter. And that's kind of what happened there, right? Is everybody went, well, if anybody is going through something, nobody should be able to say this, right? I don't know if that's true or not. We can have that debate. But here's what I'll tell you. We lost the fight on the R word in 2009. So arguing it now as if it's brand new, as is the blazing new territory, because she said it in 2021 feels disingenuous to me because I feel like I've already lost this fight. I did lose this fight. I tried digging my heels in back in the day of, you know, if they, if we give in here, they're going to do give an inch, take 10 miles. Wait, do you see what we're not able to say? And everybody called me a lunatic and everybody called me paranoid. Sure enough, here we are in 2021. There's a list of things you can't say. More and more of you every day all proud to be in Facebook jail over what it is you've said. But everybody called me a lunatic when I said, ah, uh, ha, 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 let's not pretend we're going to stop here. And what I meant by that is let's not pretend we're going to stop at legitimate things we should raise issue over. Because that's not what we will do. So when people are like, you're going to talk about this? What happens there when I read that is for what? There's about 90 seconds worth of content in there for me. Hey, she said it. Of course she's going to be punished. Of course they're going to send her to sensitivity training. You know, like we've seen everybody have to do over the last decade. Not a lot of meat on the bone in this Hallie Deacon story, if you're me. What meat on the bone is there? Do I understand parents who have children who may be facing said issues don't necessarily like hearing that? Yeah. Do I believe the people who are saying it are looking to single out your kid and make them feel bad about themselves? No. Now, full disclosure, I used that word in my life. I used it yesterday. I said to a buddy while playing a game, stop being the R word. Something happened in the game. Oh my God, that's the R word. I still do that. I don't do it in here because it will upset you. But do I still do it in my life? Yeah, occasionally. Am I proud of it? No, not necessarily. I'm not, a, I'm, not as pr- I'm not proud of how often I use swear words in my life either. I don't know when this became the whole thing like, yeah, you got to be proud of every word that ever came out of your mouth. I don't know when that happened. Yes, I do. When you got that lightsaber in your hand, <laughs> that's when that happened. But, you know, everybody was, on in the last couple days, well, I know she's not talking Hallie Deegan. For what? What am I supposed to say? If I defend her, I'm public enemy number one. And it's because this fight's been fought and, and lost years ago. This was the first one of these. Did I think she was going to be punished when I heard what happened? Yes. Yes. Do I believe I should be able to say, oh, that's the R word, to something that I find foolish while having conversations with you on the radio, do I believe I should be able to say that? Yes, I do. Most of you do not. So what do we do? We run things by how bulk of people want things, right? And then what I said about the grocery store the other day, it's tough for a single dude. Grocery store is perfect. If you're a family of four awful, if you're single, they don't sell food like that. But why is the grocery store that way? because most of you are in family units. Most of you are not living the way I live. Times change. Again, I point this out all the time. In 2007, I was doing afternoons in Cleveland, screaming from the mountaintops that gay and lesbian people should be able to get married. The Democratic Party, by the way, was saying marriage is between a man and a woman. Up until 2014. Seven years before the party flipped, I was out there saying we should do this. You know what my DMs looked like then? You know what my inbox looked like then? But now, if you were to come out and say, you know, I don't know if gay people should be able to get married. Those same people who were like, you're disgusting. You're the reason why the world have ha to hell. They'd be the same people writing in telling me now, God, Stansberry, you're intolerant. Now, maybe those people got older. Maybe you get more educated. Maybe you start looking at the world in a different way. You realize the error of your ways. That can happen. For sure it can. But all the time, I see all these things get posted on social media walls, and people are like, dude, why is, why is nobody talking about this? Because there's no real way for us to do it. There's about 90 seconds worth of content in Hallie Deegan for me. Hey, she did this. This is what they're doing. They're sending her sensitivity training. All I can be there is a reporter, which I'm not, by the way, I'm not a journalist, but all I can do is report there. I can have one opinion, that's despicable, but I'm not going to do that over a word I used in my life yesterday. It's disingenuous. I've told you, do you know how many people who have my job won't admit that to you? Who deny the fact that they talk like that in their lives when the microphone's not on? I won't do I've told you, I will never run from who I am. I won't do it. Because at this point, still, what I say privately to a friend of mine that you can't hear is not a problem for you yet. I didn't tweet it, I didn't say it publicly. That's still not a problem. But there are a lot of people who have my position who won't tell you that, who just like to pretend they're just the best, shiny, most pristine versions of themselves. And you know what they are? Liars. I know who they all are. I hang out with them. I've had dinner with them when the mics aren't on. I know who they are. They're lying. A lot of them, not all, but a lot of them are. Because that's what, a lot of times, that's what is required to stay at the party. I tell people all the time, dude, I would be way more successful at this if I told you less truth. (laughs) Way more. Way more. Telling truth to power, and I tell people all the time, that's what the public is. It's power. Telling truth to public is tough. It's hard. But we lost this fight on this word a decade ago. So, I, you know, hair on fire, you know, acting like this is new and, and all the emotion coming out over it is disingenuous. It is. She said it. I knew she'd be punished. And that's exactly what happened. The Stansbury Show. We're always finding some new way to torture you. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Sorry about that dead air there a little bit. There was an element there that was supposed to play that is one of those things that's like, uh, buddy, don't ever delete that. And don't pop that down. So I just let it run in case like the audio wasn't set to... There's cue tones. It tells a piece of audio when to start, when to stop. I was like, all right, maybe the cue tone is set wrong and it'll start playing in the middle of that element. I'll have to get with the boss man on that because he will not be happy to find out that didn't work right. So I apologize about that. Nearing the end of the program... Teresa's got a keyword worth a thousand bucks. Ten ten, grab that off of her. Now, that's not quite as much money as seven hundred and fifty million from what I understand the mega is now after no winning numbers the other night. Seven fifty. You know, I've been talking about this a lot on the program recently. Ways in which I'm finding out I'm older now. That my age is just apparent. And you'd think it would be the knee stiffness and all this other stuff. But When I heard that, $750 million, that's when I realized I was old. All right, so I I, I let everybody in last week and a little bit this morning that uh, newly single and, uh, and whether or not I like that or not, that's a separate subject, but it is technically true right now. And when I'm in those kind of situations, like the other day, I was like, I thought about it. I was like, well, I mean, if you ever just get to the point where you're like, screw it and you just want to bail, you can do that now. And so I started thinking about it on that level. I was like, well... What if you just hit the lottery? Because I always said, well, I wouldn't quit my job. I like my job. I like doing what I do. I apologize. Um, And so I I started thinking, I was like, well, where would I go? And here's how I could tell I got a little older. When I was younger, like most young people, if you said $750 million, you could talk for an hour about what you do. After about three wish list things, I was done. I was like, well... I'd probably buy a big piece of land in Oregon. I'd play golf every day. And then I'm done. (laughs) I have no desire for like a $500,000 sports car now. I don't. Would I maybe buy one if I had $750 million? Yeah, I mean, at some point you got to spend the money on something, right? But I have no desire to put a Ferrari in the driveway now, Lamborghini. I have no desire at -at look-at-me stuff now. Very little. Now, the more money you have, the more money you spend. It's all part of it. And yeah, keeping up with the joint. Yeah, okay, maybe. I'd want to join like high-end golf courses. I'd want a nice place to live. But then after that, I'd be like, well, then what do I do? Like it hit me the other day. Like I, like God, even my dreams are old because <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't, I can't think of how I would spend the money. As a matter of fact, you gave me seven hundred and fifty million dollars. I would have to give a ton of it away to church. I'd have to. Cause I wouldn't know what else to do. I'd literally, I'd be like, okay, well, all right. I, I paid cash for my house. Two of them. Probably. If I could be honest, my family lives in Vegas. I'd probably buy a penthouse in city center right next to aria on the strip. You can buy a nice four bedroom penthouse on the strip. Actually. If you got that kind of money, they're sweet. I'd probably buy one of those there. So I had a Vegas place. Cause again, the Vegas airport flies anywhere in a moment's notice. Very convenient. And my family lives there. So I, yeah, I'd probably buy a penthouse on the strip. I'd probably buy a big ranch in Oregon play golf every day, and I ah, travel the country and play golf. But after that, I was like, God, I have no caviar dreams. <laughs> like, none. I want the money, so I, don't, I, I was like, well, I'd sleep for about three days, right? And I do always have this, this daydream of the money. Like, fly to Vegas, you, you move into your new place, and then you just take out the hammer, put the cell phone on the island in the kitchen, and you just smash it with the hammer. I fantasize about doing that every single day. I have that fantasy a lot. But that was another way I realized, I was like, God, man, I'm getting older because I don't even have caviar dreams anymore. Like, I just don't. It's just like, yeah, dude, I'd, right, I'd buy a house, I'd play golf every day. And then after that, I would look around and be like, well, now what do I do? And it made me realize, like, honestly, you guys might be right about something. The human involvement is more important than money. I think money matters. It's how you stay alive. It's how you do this. But, it, but, but, but maybe that's why my, my, my caviar dreams aren't there, because I always think I'm like, well, who am I going to play golf with? Like, if I move to Oregon, I don't know that many people. I was like, in golf courses will just team me up with strangers. Like, I don't necessarily want that. <laughs> I don't necessarily want that. I was like, who am I going to do anything with? And I was like, that, that's what makes this, this is what I would go and spend all this money on limiting. Yes, I'd give money to my family. Yes, I'd do that. Yeah, all right. But outside of that, I was like, God, I, I don't even know what it is I would do. It, I, like, it, what's, what's sad to me is, is that I think what I would do is, what I do now, I would just have more money while doing it. If you need more money, Teresa's going to pass out keywords. It's worth $1,000. Each and every keyword is worth $1,000. She'll give you the first one at 1010. Miss anything this morning? Pick up the podcast a little later. WRQK.com. Aside from that, I am done. I want you all to stay safe out there, be good to one another, and meet me back here tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. for Thursday's program on Rock 106.9. Have a great afternoon. I hope I get to see you guys around.